see uh, uh, things come into our life that upset us, things that uh, seem to be very hard on us when they happen. But God has promised us that none of these things are unique. We aren't uh, suffering alone. We aren't uh, uh, having things happen to us that haven't happened to others. Uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, he makes this promise. He says, There has no temptation taken you but as such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with that temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to stand and bear it. <coughs> when it comes to death, death is something that is very frightening to some of us. Uh, especially to those that aren't saved. If you've ever watched some news broadcast from the Middle East or India or anywhere where there's uh, either uh, Islam or these pagan Hindu religions or Buddhism, and you see a funeral, you see people wail and scream and cry. And all that shouts to me is this, these people have no hope. Now, God has given us a hope. He's given us a, a Savior in Jesus Christ, and through simple faith and belief in his death and burial, uh, his work on the cross, he gives us eternal life, and we do not have to fear this death. <coughs> if we go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, when I think about and I'm troubled sometimes by death or the death of a loved one, I always go to this chapter. And starting at verse 22, it says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ that is coming. Then cometh the end. But further on, it reads, <coughs> further on in that chapter, my pages are stuck together. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we wrote, read in verse 51 to the end, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality, so that this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on in immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. <clears throat> I speak of facing death, whether it's a death of a loved one, or your own imminent death, or just when you think about it in uh, abstract terms. For the believer, these passages I just read, we have victory over that. That death is a door that we're walking through to go from this life to the next. And walking through that door isn't what scares most of us. It's walking up to that door that we fear most often than not. We fear the process of dying, whether it's a, a disease or whether it's an accident or uh, some thing we fear that is going to come on us that cause us pain or torment or whatever in order to go through that door. <clears throat> but in Jesus Christ, we can have peace knowing that that door is open and he will bring us through that door. And I'm reminded of what we was brought up at our men's Bible study on Friday, a verse from Psalm 48. Psalm 48, verse 14. <clears throat> reads this. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Now, a little background about that verse. Psalm 48, according to Warren Wiersbe, was written to praise and thank God for the victory that he gave Judea at the time the Assyrians were attacking Jerusalem and besieged Jerusalem during the day of Hezekiah. When they did this, you could read about it in Isaiah chapters 36 and 37. Uh, there, a man, there was a man called the Rabshakeh. Now, the Rabshakeh is a title. It's not a name. It's like foreign minister or ambassador. This foreign minister represented King Sennacherib. And what he did was come to the wall of Jerusalem, and he derided all of the gods of all of the other nations that... Uh, the Assyrians had just defeated over the past few years, including northern, the northern nation of Israel, according to the uh, uh, Sephabim and, and several of the nations around there. And he's saying, none of these gods could do anything. And your Jehovah is no better. Your Jehovah is no, no stronger, no better than any of these other gods, and we're going to run right over you too. And he gave this message also in a letter to Hezekiah. And Hezekiah took this letter and laid it out before God in the temple and effectively saying, God, are you going to allow this to stand? And of course, God doesn't. And that night, 185,000 of the Assyrian troops were dead. And Sennacherib had to flee and go home. And he was murdered by his sons. <coughs> And in this psalm is, was, is, a, is a praise to God for that victory. And I think that's why this is phrased the way it's phrased. It says, for this God is our God. When he says, for this God, 
he's making a reference to what's the, what Rabshakeh had tried to do. He tried to denigrate our Jehovah to the level of these non-existent pagan gods. And he's saying, this God, this God is our God. And he's our God forever and ever. He will never, never leave or forsake us, as Jesus Christ promises us too. He will never leave us or forsake us. And uh, the rest of the verse goes on. He will be our guide even unto death. Now, that unto death can also be translated unto, e unto eternity or unto forever. And to me, that means the same thing. But what that half of that verse is speaking to me is as I'm walking up that lane, up that road, call it through life, up to that door, that door that will lead me into eternity to lead me to where there is no more pain, there is no more sorrow, there is no more death. He will be walking right with me. He is guiding me right along the way, even up unto death. And that, to me, is a very significant promise when it's sometimes easy to see that when Christ says, well, you believe in God, believe also in me. If there are in my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would tell you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will receive you unto myself so that where I am, there you may be also. When he makes that kind of a promise, it's sometimes easy to see that side of the door, to see that eternity side, to see that blessing side. But when we look on this side and see how hard it might be, how hard it might seem, when you have a promise like God is giving here, that he's going to walk right alongside you, he's going to guide you right through and on through that door. You see, that the other thing about that door of death is that door of death is, opens to every human being that's ever been born. It's just that, where does that door lead on the other side? And we know that there is a narrow way and a broad way. For the unbeliever, the person that has no hope, the one that is wailing and crying and screaming at the funerals when there is no hope, that door leads to the Broadway that leads to destruction. But we know that when we get there, it leads to eternal life and leads to glory and blessing. <coughs> now, <coughs> you only needed me to speak for about 10 minutes, so <laughs> there you are. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't help but think of uh, Hebrews 2, Hebrews chapter 10, in, uh, or chapter 13, excuse me. And Jesus Christ gives another promise to us that is uh, along these lines as well. Thirteen, five, starting at verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. <clears throat> we don't have to fear what men can do. You think about some of the things that were done in the name of religion over the centuries, the atrocities that were done, the torture and maiming and, and things like that. If man brings upon these things upon you, don't fear them. Christ will be right there. He will give you the strength to go through them. He will guide you all the way through. Let's pray. Most gracious and holy Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ, his willingness to come down and to die a death that we deserved and to pay the penalty that we justly deserve to pay, that we might, through faith in that work, be given a gift of eternal life, and that we may never have to fear death, for you have walked through that gate ahead of us, and you are the door for us to go through unto eternal life. Thank you, Father, for the promise that you will never leave or forsake us, that you will walk with us through the hall that leads to that door, no matter what that hall contains. You will be there to guide, to strengthen, direct, and bring us through. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, too, now for this food that we were going to have and the fellowship for the rest of the evening. Thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen.